No. Oh, <laughs> careful. This is Garage Logic. No. Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 171, June 5, 2019, the day prior to the 75th anniversary of D-Day. It was 92 degrees on this day prior to Aquaside having been invented. 92 degrees on this day in 1925 and 1911, and only 40 degrees on this day in 2000 when the kids wouldn't have been swimming anyway. And now, from the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production. Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the Newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your Flashlight King, Fireworks Commissioner, and Keeper of Common Sense. Are we getting earlier? Your Mayor, Joe Souchere. New cartoon today by Greg Holcomb. Oh, man. Brilliant as usual. Brilliant as usual. I have to start right off the bat because I got a lot on my mind. I got a lot on my mind. A lot on my mind. Flyers promoting a series of discussions for Minneapolis City staffers on the 400th anniversary of slavery in North America. The sessions to be segregated by race for black and white city workers. These flyers have been taken down at City Hall after officials decided to cancel the events, at least for now. The lunch hour sessions called Sacred Conversation were scheduled to begin last Thursday with black-bodied staff meeting in one building and white-bodied staff meeting in another. City Coordinator Nuria Rivera-Vandermeide from, from Diversityville Diversity issued a statement indicating she had called off the sessions, but that they would be rescheduled. It was unclear when that would happen. <laughs> it came to my attention that sessions had been promoted publicly in a way the city does not condone, as we cannot or nor will we divide people based on race, ethnicity, or any other protected class, Rivera-Vandermeide wrote. Well, then why'd you help the, why were the damn flyers put up, you hypocritical fool? Others at City Hall distanced themselves from the notion of segregated conversations, which were intended to help staffers discuss how they relate to the enslavement, resistance, and continual push for liberation for African-American people. What? Oh, boy. Hang on there. Hang (laughs) on there, old boy. Asked whether he had planned to participate. Uh, Mayor Jacob Fry's office issued a brief statement. This was a staff-led project housed in the city coordinator's office. The idea did not originate in our office or with the mayor. Minneapolis Civil Rights Director Velma Corbel, who wasn't involved in the planning, said the discussions were meant to be part of a long-running effort to address racial equity in city government and services such as development, transportation, and housing. In other words, they're all talking in circles here. No one has the fortitude to stand up and say, what the hell are we thinking? They're morons. The dumbest idea I've ever heard. It was never our intent to exclude or marginalize anybody in the city, she said. What is the, what's lost is the understanding that not everybody is in the same place in these issues. This is all meaningless gerber, uh, what, gibberish. Steve Belton, Minneapolis Urban League president and CEO, said he believed that separate discussions for black and white people would be productive. Belton, the husband of Sharon Sales Belton, Minneapolis' first female and black mayor, said race was the issue of the 21st century. No, no, it isn't. The next paragraph is a big one, though. Read that. If we're honest about our personal experiences, we talk differently when we're in the room with people that look like us, he said. Stop. That's absurd. Right. That's absolutely well, these, absurd. All of these people are absurd. This is what the... The closer you get to the country's tallest buildings, the least likely you are to be served by people who intend to run a city, to fix potholes, make sure the street lights work, make sure the parks are functioning, uh, 
make sure the sidewalks aren't buckling. None of these people have anything to do with with making a city work no, or run. None. none of them. None of them. Did we learn uh, from these uh, flyers how many people were planning on attending or didn't even get that Let far? Let me get there. Didn't get far. Are you going to read the Mitch Perlstein? Uh, Mitch Perlstein, yeah. founder and senior fellow at the Center of the American Experiment, called the sessions another example of the absurdity of identity politics in Minneapolis. I rarely have confidence discussions. I rarely have confidence discussions about race will be productive, he said, adding that he believes discussions usually result in people who agree getting a room and saying the same things to each other. <laughs> Most likely people who might offer uh, unorthodox views don't show up. Right. This is just pathetic. These people are pathetic. No, but he's right. Of course he is. Yeah. As to the notion of separate rooms for black and white staffers, Pearlstein said that someone would have to go well out of your way to find something that open to parody. <laughs> uh, each... Each one-hour session was to have a theme. Thursdays was to be remembering who we are. (laughs) Who in the hell are we? (laughs) Trying to remember who the hell I am. You already have had a an African American female mayor. Council member Andrea Jenkins said that while she hadn't, I think is she trans? That's not here or there, is it? Council member Andrea Jenkins said that while she hadn't planned to attend Thursday sessions, she supported engaging city staffers in discussions about racial divisions. Jenkins, who was black, said she saw it as trying to create a space for city employees dealing with emotional trauma from a number of recent events and the realities of being being black. But you are correct, Joe. Yes, she is. <sighs> for theme nights, do they have like a Hawaiian shirt day and oh, things like that? Oh, that'd be cultural appropriation. Right, sure. <laughs> to Minneapolis activist and civil rights attorney Nakima Levy-Armstrong... Uh, a frequent critic of police tactics, the sessions look like an attempt by the city to create a safe space, safe space for sensitive conversation. What a bunch of BS this is! You know, these people are frauds. They're hypocrites. They're they're unreasonably collecting paychecks. Fire every one of them. What a bunch of morons. Do you think, Such, if they would have decided to have these meetings uh, all as one together? That they would have been productive. No. Okay. What, what's productive about so it? Slavery not... was never legal in Minnesota. Right. Congress prohibited slavery in 1787 in the Northwest Territory, which includes parts of what became Minnesota. But Jenkins goes on to say, we've had a lot of police shootings and only one officer has been charged and convicted. Mm-hmm. He happens to be black in the matter of separating uh, the sessions by race. Jenkins said the experiences of blacks and whites past and present are vastly different. That's true, and I don't understand why we would separate or segregate these meetings, whether they're dumb or, or good or They're in or, the victim business. These people, God knows how many people are employed by the city of Minneapolis, and it's their job to continue to ferret out and identify new victim groups. B as in B, S as in S. When did we... This country's in trouble. The closer you get to the country's tallest buildings, this country is on the verge of cultural collapse. These people are nuts. They're bordering on mentally ill. But what are they... Just like these climate change fruitcakes (laughs) are bordering on mentally ill. When did we lose uh, colored drinking fountains and um, bathrooms? It, that never existed here, to my knowledge. But that, unfortunately, that... Yes, that was... But look, what, look. what I'm saying is, who? how many of these people were affected 
directly by that. That's not what's it. That's not germane to this discussion. What's germane to this discussion is the taxpayers of Minneapolis and St. Paul are paying hundreds of thousands of dollars in salaries to these people who really don't have a job. These job titles are created out of whole cloth, right. out of thin air, to continue to perpetuate the idea that that uh, people are burdened and victimized by racism. B as in B, S as in S. Somebody, here's the problem. Here's the problem in both Minneapolis and St. Paul. I'm glad it's not Positive Thursday. <laughs> there is no place where the buck stops. When you have one party rule, as we do mm-hmm. in both cities, and it's Mysterians, there's no place where the dollar stops. There's no one to behave as the adult in the room. Oh, what we need is another secondary diversity correspondent counselor, uh, grade level three pay, and uh, then they... I can't help but think what our uh, past guest, Reverend Tim, would have to say about this, because uh, none of these folks are aware of what goes on over on the north side, and it oh, heavens and, no. and it appears to a lot of us that uh, none of these folks give a, give a rat's ass about what goes on on the north side. Carter has 16 people in his cabinet, the mayor of St. Paul. 16 people, everyone with a made-up job title. Every single one. <laughs> One-party rule also does not accommodate any checks and balances. There was not one adult, not one adult dating back to the Chris Coleman administration that raised their hand. Maybe Dan Bostrom did. I don't okay. know. He's, he's resigned. But there's, there appears to have been no adult. I'm veering off topic here dramatically. There appears to have been no adult to raise their hand and say, we do not have the legal authority to enter into a contract with trash haulers. Enough names have been produced by a petition that we must place this on the ballot. City ordinances are entitled to a referendum. They ignored it completely. There was no one to say that. No one said that. Mm-hmm. And now Carter's even exacerbating the problem by saying, and if we lose the appeal, and Kenny has a great question. I got a call into somebody asking that question. The city's going to appeal, but the contract was void ab initio, which is Latin for it was void from the beginning. It was beyond a bad deal. It was no deal. You had no right to enter into this contract. The mayor is compounding that by now saying, if we lose the appeal, I'm going to raise your property taxes so I can pay the trash haulers. Why do we have to pay for his mistake? We're... We are poorly served by the salon. We are poorly served the closer you get to the country's tallest buildings. We are poorly served with these hundreds and hundreds of made-up job titles. We are poorly served by these fools in Minneapolis who want to talk about race, but only in a segregated fashion. We're poorly served by people who want to drag up slavery, which was 400 years old and never, never was in Minnesota, but we're going to keep pounding at it. It's just beyond the pale I have how much questions. trouble this, I have, uh, the cities in this country are in. Yeah. Uh, let's go to St. Paul first. Do you have any soothing music for me? Uh, Joe, with, your, uh, with St. Paul, my question is, would you prefer that they just go back to the way it was? And is it too late to go back to the way it was? Interesting question. Yes, I want to go back to the way it was. But that will have an economic consequence. What's that? You've already had haulers go out of business. Oh, right. Yeah. And, and if it goes back to the way it was, what if a current hauler under the city agreement has 700 homes? But then once you go back to the uh, private citizens negotiating their own uh, right. contracts, what if that guy suddenly has 500 homes? What do you think he's going to do? Sue the city. 
Well, well. Since you're worked up, John, please help you. me. Help me. That'll help. I really want to get in this last paragraph, though, on the uh, Minneapolis issue. Get it in. Get it in. Belton said he saw the decision to have the discussions as courageous and the subsequent canceling of them as quintessentially bureaucratic and, frankly, stupid. No, no. That's what Belton says. He is stupid, and what he does for a living is, is, is sustain victimhood. That's what he does for a living. I know, but I just had to get that I know you as, did. as a jab and keep you fired up. I take off my shirt because I'm getting so hot, but I'm having <laughs> oh, trouble with my tooth. Don't, 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 I'm, I'm having trouble. No, no, I got a T-shirt on. I got a T-shirt on. It's got, no, but I got a lot of toothpaste problems. You, were you painting? <laughs> were you painting the room white? What were you doing this I gotta, morning? You know what? I got to start brushing my teeth with my shirt off. Either that or I got to wear a bib. I think you got to wear a bib. A bib. One of my favorite T-shirts, too. It's a nice T-shirt. Look at that. This is what I had on when I went in the It's all over. I went in there with like this some more. They didn't want to let me in. Like that big lobster bib? Yeah. Describe your method of brushing. Are you standing up straight and looking in the mirror? Yeah, apparently she shoots down. <laughs> no. Because I'm all hunched over in the sink yeah, like yeah, I'm about to bark. He doesn't want to wait. He wants it over with I now. I my teeth cleaned already. <laughs> the hell with you guys. Oh, no, Let's get a picture no, of this. No. Oh, yeah, that's got to be Twitter worthy. Now Kenny. I need soothing music. Wait, are we sure that's toothpaste? Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> wow. That's a moron. Looks like he painted the room white. That's fantastic. You know how search. difficult the CP is? Oh, boy. Oh, Careful. no. A CP is just a sweetheart. Don't get on she thin is, ice, man. I love that lady. Don't get me into trouble here. She'd paint a room black dressed all in white just to say... I can do it. <laughs> and she could, too. And she'd paint a room all in white, dressed in black. Yep, yep. Uh, it kind of looks like we've got a homeless guy hosting the show. Please, yeah. I'm sorry. Are that you was so rude of me. short on T-shirts? Why not just take it off, throw it in the pile, and put on put another on one? And sir, what are you doing in your spare clean. time? This was clean. It's not clean. When you started, it was clean. Dude, when I started, it was clean. Was. I mentioned Moeller. I might as well. I might as well say that. Uh, where is it? <laughs> They're on uh, Ford Parkway in Cleveland no, no, in St. Paul. No, what They're I was going to say. What I was going to say is. Uh, they're extremely kind, and they, they put up with my eccentricities. Let's, let's put it that way. I'm glad you acknowledge that. And they'll, they'll put, it, put up with yours, too. This, they're, they're just great people. It's a family business. They've been around since for 65 years. Uh, and not only is it the best place to buy great watches and diamonds and earrings and wedding rings, they'll help you design those. It's also a great place to sell your vintage watches, jewelry, diamonds, and colored gemstones. That's right. You bring it in. They buy the people at Moller's have been buying pre-owned diamonds, gemstones, estate, and antique jewelry and vintage watches for more than 40 years. They are the experts expert in this field because they have discovered, as a lot of us, that have an insatiable appetite for all things pre-owned, and they are always looking for diamonds, watches, and jewelry to fill that need. Look at the price used Rolex watches bring around the world. You can imagine the value of some of your estate jewelry. It's an investment. It's really, really an incredible uh, you might have treasures in your home. Uh, give the people at Molars an opportunity to show you that they are not only the best place to buy, they're the best place to sell your pre-owned watches and jewelry. RF Molar Jeweler, 50th in France in Edina, Ford in Cleveland and St. Paul, the flagship, and Gavaday Common in downtown Minneapolis are online at rfmolar.com. Did you see that uh, 
Oh, this is from uh, Carol. CI girl? Yeah. I'm really worked myself up. I know, yeah, really. I know. Yeah. You have taken you took your, your shirt, shirt off. off. I'm really glad that you acknowledge that you realize that you're weird. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Because yeah. we're worried. We were, well, you said Moeller acknowledges your eccentricities, and right. we we're worried that you didn't realize that you're, you know, you're a you're tad You're the only one that wasn't in on it. You're a tad bit unusual. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you realized that. The only that. one that wasn't in on it. <laughs> now he's looking over his glasses. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> hey, a little bit too far there, Chris. Anyway, <laughs> read the email, Joe. You think that a guy who calls himself the mayor of a made up town, <laughs> the fireworks commissioner, the flashlight king, is not. Weird. Okay. All right. Okay. We're just relieved that you know it. We're glad that you got you. You got you. He gets him. Right. And every time she says that to me, I say that money ain't weird, right. is it? <laughs> right. <laughs> any monopoly money. You think you're a mayor. Right. You're not really one, you right. know. Really? I thought I was. I thought I got elected. Right. <laughs> Survive the overtake of Patrick. Oh, oh, why can't we have her as a guest? Get her out of here. Oh, <laughs> Get her bring her in. Don't for you an think hour. she'd jump at the chance? Oh yeah. No yeah. way. Not the two of us in the same room. <laughs> I can guarantee you she wouldn't walk into the closed glass door that the you thing usually is, walk in. She would open up a number nine can of whoop, a whoop ass on each and every one of us. Yep. Yeah. It'd, it'd be like yeah. a Don Rickles performance. She loves me because I'm a bigger sycophant to her than I am to Joe. <laughs> CI Girl Carol writes, on Friday evening, we ended up at the local car show in St. Francis, Minnesota. It's there every Friday evening from Memorial Day weekend to Labor Day weekend. As I walked through the cars looking for my husband, the thought came to my head, how many car shows are there in Minnesota in a month? Heck, all summer. We go to several. The hubby has a 69 Camaro. In fact, I think you could probably go to one every weekend. That's a lot of car shows and a lot of cars. Yeah, I know there are probably repeats at at each show, so then let's expand. How many car shows are there in the USA year-round? A lot. Lots of shows on cable of guys and gals fixing cars. We love our cars. So whoever that moron was in Minneapolis saying that we should get rid of our cars, not in my lifetime. Also, I live in the country because I don't want to live near morons like him. Question, can you count the cylinders and motors that currently do not run? Absolutely. FYI, we have brought, uh, we brought, uh, we have purchased uh, from Grunhoffers and Aquaside Carol Joy. Nice. She brings up a very cool. good point, though. Uh, she's right. Uh, the people in the salon uh, in the on the left side always insist on shoving their ideals down our throats. Meanwhile, those of us over on the right, we don't care what you're driving. You know no, what right. I mean? It's your choice. Right. Yeah, it's your life. It's your lifestyle. Fine, have fun, go for it. Hold that thought. Oh, oh, hang on to her. Well, remind me, when we did the show up in St. Francis, that was at the hardware store. Johnny, what were, yeah. the, wow, what were our buddies up there? You guys uh, help me remind me. The, uh, Tim was the fellow's name who owns it. But, but did they, the didn't store. they have, or didn't they have a, a car show scheduled, but they had to re, reschedule it because it was raining yep, exactly. that same weekend because it was their town festival? And I drive through one every Friday night because I have to go through Anoka. In St. Francis? Every, no, or in, in, in Anoka. Anoka. In every Anoka. Friday they have one. Henderson also has one. I had to get this, had to yeah, get this off yep. the board. I think it, it's, it's useful. I think I'm going to read it once a week. What did you just say, Kenny, about they want to control your life? Well, yeah, they just shove their ideals down our throats. And meanwhile, we just, it's, we're live and let live for the most part. Garth Paltridge, the esteemed physicist from Australia, uh, I want to just read his uh, the last paragraph, which I find so wonderful. 
when he's talking about the people who would uh, are advocating uh, dramatic changes to life because of their belief in climate change. Where in the hell is it? Oh, here it is. We can wait. I got it. Got him. The bottom line of politically correct thought on the matter, the thought that we must collectively do something drastic now to prevent climate change in the future, is so full of holes that it brings the overall sanity of mankind into question. For what it is worth, one possible theory is that mankind, or at least that fraction of it that has become both overeducated and more delicate as a result of a massive increase of its wealth, has managed to remove the beliefs of existing religions from its consideration, and now it misses them. As a replacement, it has manufactured a set of beliefs about climate change that can be used to guide and ultimately to control human behavior. The beliefs are similar to those of the established religions in that they are more or less unprovable in any strict scientific sense. Garth Paltridge is the author of The Climate Caper, Facts and Fallacies of Global Warming. Well, one of my heroes, and we'll, uh, I'm going to read that quote once once a week. Yeah, well, it's an excellent quote. Oh, God almighty, just hits too close to home. Did you see the letters to the editor today? Yes. Uh, and Paul Douglas, the climate change yeah. thing? He, uh, Paul Douglas had the balls to offer that uh, maybe some of these tornadoes are just, you know, weather <laughs> and not related to climate change, and now everybody's jumping on him. You're kidding. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll stay on this then briefly. The sun has reached solar minimum, and its surface is ominously calm. NASA images have revealed that the face of our star, the sun, is looking ominously calm, prompting claims it's reached a stage of its cycle called the solar minimum. During the minimum, there are significantly fewer sunspots, and its magnetic field weakens, allowing cosmic rays from outside our solar system to rain down on Earth. This doesn't pose a threat to anyone on Earth, but it's risky for astronauts and satellites outside our atmosphere. Uh, also, uh, without the sun uh, heating things up, you'll probably be heading into cooler periods of the world rather than hotter. <laughs> it's all due to that big orb up there, old yep. Sol. Yep. Pretty much it dictates what we you do. Know. You and your Prius, which you can't see out of in the winter because you don't want to work the defroster, you have nothing to do with it. It's the orb up there, the sky, the sun. I saw one of those uh, smart cars on the way home the other day. They make Pat chuckle. On 212. I'm going <laughs> westbound, right? It's two lanes, 65 miles an hour, but he goes 70, of course. But anyway, she's in there. She's texting, of course, yep. going 58 miles an hour. And I'm thinking, you have no idea that if someone just right. accidentally taps into you, you're done. Yeah, you're history. Over. Remember our friend Carrie Clapp? Sure. Of course. Yeah, absolutely. She alerted me to something interesting about doorbells. You'll hear about it whether you want to or not. <laughs> The Earth is not your mother. The Joe Suchere Show. Hey, 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 take the orchestra down. Oh, he's hot, he's hot. (laughs) Uh, Carrie writes, have you seen this? Millennials admit that they are afraid of the doorbell. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) (laughs) One person even went so far as to say it just seems so aggressive now when you can just text. (laughs) Aggressive. (laughs) Carrie writes, aggressive? If the sound of a doorbell frightens these kids, what are they going to do if they ever have to fight a war? They won't, believe me. Oh, my God! Oh, my God! Run for your life! Why didn't you text me? (laughs) 
<laughs> Calling all millennials. Have you ever secretly ducked beneath the kitchen table when the doorbell rings? Boy, I haven't. No. Or perhaps hidden behind the door until the suspect person bound to be the ASOS delivery man is finally out of sight. A Twitter thread (laughs) has revealed that Generation Y has developed an unexplained fear of answering the door. One social media user took to the platform to write the thought-provoking question, can someone write an article on millennials killing the doorbell industry? Was it a door-to-door doorbell salesman? The simple tweet struck a chord with millennials far and wide, amassing over 389,000 likes within a matter of hours. Wow. Why does the younger generation jump in fear when their flat echoes with the distinct buzz of the delivery man? One joke that ringing the doorbell has become an outdated tradition, and they likened it to a voice call, either from an elderly relative or some kind of scam. Another Twitter user agreed, adding, even just walking up to the door and knocking has been replaced with a text saying, here, ringing a doorbell is like a voice call at this point. It's either an elderly relative or some kind of scam. No, it isn't, you idiots. But I can't read this stuff. I can't deal with this. If it's a scam, I mean... John, help me. The fun fun of answering the doorbell is to tell somebody to beat it, or uh, if it's a Jehovah's Witness or whoever, bring them in, challenge them, have a long, long, long discussion with them. What did your friend uh, always do? Guy next door. Yeah. Jehovah's Witnesses coming through the neighborhood. I always said, thanks, I, I don't want to chat right now. He'd wait for him. <laughs> He'd bring him in to the point where they were looking out the window for help. <laughs> Let me yes. out. Yes, that's well, part his, of the fun. What was his opening line? What's that whole kingdom thing? Right? <laughs> what is that? He <laughs> asked you in the back. Do these people not even realize their own irony here? Every single one of these people has put retail out of business, and Amazon is delivering packages to their door daily. That's a good point. And, and yet they're afraid of the doorbell. Right. That's right. Not, not only that, it would make for some bad millennial porn flicks, wouldn't it? No doorbell? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wish I had a Wawa pedal. <laughs> Don't ring that doorbell. It's a mood killer. <laughs> I have a buddy that used to have the uh, the General Lee horn as his doorbell. Yeah. I don't know how he got it done, but he had that as his doorbell. Bought him more time. Got to pay Reavers a compliment. Uh-oh. Yes. Ooh. Well, Let to be me... followed up with, Uh-oh. Uh-oh. maybe not so much. <laughs> That's oh. what I'm here for. Uh, Derek writes, during your discussion of the camping world controversy, Chris suggested Limonis was stirring things up to promote his business. We're referring to the... Uh, Fellow down in the Carolinas who's flying uh, a giant a, a American flag, flag that violates yep. various city ordinances, and he's making himself out to be a victim of anti-patriotism. Mm-hmm. And, and Reavers said, uh, "No, he's 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 marketing." Uh, so this uh, Derek says uh, yeah, his agree. stock is in the tank, and he's courting outside investment. Of course, he's trying to drum up publicity. So you're right. Wow. Yeah. Huh. Uh-huh. But then but, not so much. Well, then, let's just spend more time no, on me no, being no, right. Move on. Okay. Uh-oh. Just a minute, I gotta get it ready. Oh, I better pull that for a little bit. I gotta oh. get it ready. Here. I think John then has a follow up from yesterday. Yeah, I might. Okay. <laughs> it doesn't reflect good on any of us either. <laughs> here we go. Uh, it's Mike Hokinson, Detroit Lakes, and he begins by saying, Hail the Flashlight King. Hail, Hail you. you. I'm not a new listener. Over the years before the podcast, I've listened as much radio reception allowed, and I listen to every episode now. However, I must admit that there's one aspect of the show 
that confuses me. Would you please provide an official mayoral definition of the scan bucket? I get the idea, but I have never heard the backstory. Thank you. The uh, it, it stems from when uh, Reavers had a head injury. Yep. Uh, for, as a result of falling out of a car. <laughs> that was not I- idle. Nope. And, and ever since then, he's been a little ditzy. He's just a little off-center. And we threatened him that uh, you never had a scan for that injury, did you? Technically, I did. You did? <laughs> kind of. I think he failed it, so he's keeping that so under wraps. So said, get this guy home now. So we established a fund to yep. get him a, a scan, uh, but nothing high-tech. We might use Tannin Scan or well, in fact, Scans are us. Hanky sure. developed the, the level. Yeah. Remember the big bucket at there the was fair? A level, there yeah. was a, how yes. much would donate would up, upgrade the, the scan. Mm-hmm. So I hope, uh, Mike, that that helps you. Uh, if I could add, Joe, yes, to John. your thoughts oh, uh, yesterday, and I'm sorry to do this, but... That's uh, okay, John. It's, yesterday, it's... you're not on social media, Joe. You don't see all the stuff that we, we do on social media. I want you all to do that. Yeah, I don't and, want to do it. And Chris yesterday posted, he posts what's on the show and then right. posts so you can click and, and click on the... One of the things he posted about yesterday's was a story of the greatest athletic achievement in Olympic history. Oh, yeah. do, you, do you remember us talking about Olympic history so at all the, yesterday? It was yeah. Melbourne to Brisbane uh, run. Yeah. yeah, it had nothing to do with the Olympics. Yeah, that's well, why the, can- the coins are collected. Well, yeah. then I, I went, this, I, I answered, sorry there, brain scan. I know you're probably <laughs> hardly listening, but Cliff Young's ultra marathon went had nothing to do with the Olympics, but close enough, question mark. Yeah. And then Mr. Olson. Off the air. I read this and I was convinced. Okay, I must have spaced out, and I really, I really, I almost hurt the old brain trying to recall the story about the Olympics. And I actually sent Chris a private text message saying, "Please remind me because I don't remember." And I was being sincere. Well, it wasn't an Olympic story. And he came. Tr- he came. Sixty-one-year-old. I said the sixty-year-old uh, guy uh, that was farmer. running, yeah. farmer with who, his boots, who ran uh, five hundred yeah. miles. And, and my response was, "Oh, okay, I get it now." Now. I remember and blah blah blah. And nothing to do. Nothing no, with the Olympics. Nothing. nothing, nothing absolutely. Absolutely. So maybe you could. So then I responded to everybody <laughs> saying, "I don't know." Blah blah blah. Some guy running. Blah blah. Some artist John mentioned called Ashmore Phillips. I don't I, know. What you're talking I, about. I I I just wasn't made for these times. Oh, Went I to pick up my dry cleaning today at a small shop in St. Louis Park, not that far from the city's tallest buildings. The bill was about nine bucks, so as I'm handing her a ten, she says, We're a cash free business now. No. Wow. Get what? ready, Joe. It's coming and good luck. Jim from Yeah, her district. Well, I hope, Jim, that's the last time you ever uh, give them your trade. I, right. I'm not I'm not going to that dry wow. cleaner. I can't live in a cash free world. I and I usually don't carry cash, but that's unacceptable to have a cash-free business. I opened a checking account at a different institution the other day, and uh, as part of it, they said, "Well, here's your debit card." I said, "I don't want one. I've never had one. I don't intend to use it." Well, you're getting it. They said, "You, you, you have you to get take some it. looks about that." You have you? to take it. Should have cut it up on the spot right there. Well, it's already been cut up and thrown away. I'm not using it. I don't trust that communism crap. uh, Speaking of cash, (laughs) this is part of the Russian hacking of the the Russian invasion. (laughs) Speaking of cash, I had a little incident the other day. I told a couple of the fellas yesterday uh, I'd like a, a ruling on what I should have done. I went to a local restaurant. It was twenty nine eighty six for the bill. Uh oh, this yeah, is crazy. Thirty bucks, I bet. I, I thought well, I was going to leave thirty. Yeah, I, I was going to leave thirty six dollars total. For, yeah, I thought I left a twenty, a five, a five, a five, and a one. Yeah, I never used cash. I always used my car, but I had a bunch of cash. I accidentally left a fifty, a five, a five, a five, and a one. 
and after I got home, I realized it. My wife wanted me to call and and say, nope. but you can't oh, do that, right? My I mean, wife you, would you, have you've, you've given a thirty dollar tip. My wife would have driven down there. She thought my wife thought about it. Yeah, yeah I think you, I think our wives would get along. Uh, great. So I left a thirty dollar tip. Basically, did you leave before you saw the reaction of the wait staff? Uh, she, oh, it was just one of these deals. She said, uh, "Do you want any change back?" I said, "No, thanks." And then we got up and left. So, yeah. so she was saying. That sap just left me a fifty. But a lot or of times she they, just grabbed it and stuck it. In yeah, their, yeah, they just publish. grab it. And if don't I saw fifty, that's what I would have done. Oh, I just put it away. That's I'm on afraid, you, Johnny. I'm afraid. No. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm afraid you're out the fifty. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. that's what yeah. I said. Yeah. said yeah. Isn't this how Crazy Bread started? <laughs> yes. Yeah, but uh, that's a little more. Uh, a little more money was involved in that. <laughs> just think of the reaction of that person and how happy they were. Yeah. Well. Okay. Yeah. You're their new favorite customer. <laughs> right. yeah. Was when the you, service good? Service was good. Okay. But, you know. Fancy tip, place? No, it's it's a little bar restaurant place up in uh, Andover. Real yeah. nice. Uh, real nice. Good club sandwich? Good, great club sandwich. Yeah. 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 Well, that's, that's very interesting. Yeah, Let's take a break. <laughs> very fascinating. Let's take a break and come back with uh, what he thinks is going to pass for a newscast. <laughs> Are you ready for a different point of view? Say, this is Josh Arnold, Mr. Money Talk. I'm here, as always, to answer your questions on stocks, bonds, mutual funds, what you should be doing with your retirement dollars. But of course, you do have to give me a call at 952-925-5608. With much market volatility on the horizon, you're going to need some help. So give me a call at 952-925-5608. You always get straight talk, not sugar-coated advice from me. Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. I'm here to help you personally set your portfolio to deal with this upcoming volatility. So make a point to give me a call for a no cost, no obligation, 48 minute review at 952-925-5608. Investment advisor services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a registered advisor in the state of Minnesota. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. Hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Sushi. Here's John Height. Oh, I should turn on my microphone. Yeah, yes, How long have I been in radio? Uh, news. A handgun was found in the backpack of a student at St. Paul's School Monday. And according to a letter sent to parents by the school's administrator, the letter said staff at J uh, John A. Johnson Elementary heard that student had a weapon in their backpack. Oh. The letter said a handgun was recovered. Principal Lisa Gruenwald said the district security and emergency management team removed the weapon from the school. No threats were made. There was no intent to use the weapon, according to Gruenwald. Police are investigating how the student came into contact with the handgun. Well, you didn't get the rest of the story. What didn't the, I get? The mom admitted that it was hers, and she didn't uh, know how it got into there. It was evidently, um, for, I, my takeaway was that it was a semi-automatic because there wasn't one in the in chamber. The chamber I didn't but see there was um, one in the magazine. Yeah, yes. and uh, I believe the law is pretty strict on that, and it will hold her accountable. The mother. Yeah, yeah, yeah because you cannot have a weapon with it or firearms with an easy reach of kids. I can't create the scenario to get the gun in the kid's backpack. Yeah, I can't do it. That's, I don't know how that happened? Yeah. Gun compartment. Uh, watch uh, Kevin Hart. They'll probably when he hit about fifteen right. guns, oh, right. he hit guns his, all over his fire right, uh, his, right. his house. Oh, yeah. 
This is how it's going to go down. (laughs) Sergeant with Ramsey County Sheriff's Office is facing charges of misconduct by a public officer and theft in connection to a search warrant that was executed in March. According to the criminal complaint, Sergeant Jason Diggerstrom was involved in the warrant executed March 18th. A sergeant and detective went to a residence along Germanium, uh, Geranium, excuse me, Geranium Street in St. Paul. You okay? To investigate allegations that members of the Ramsey County Violent Crimes Enforcement Team had stolen property, including quantities of cash, a cell phone charger, and shoes during a search conducted on March 18th. One of the residents of the home told authorities there was a surveillance camera in the bedroom. Detectives did review the video, and it showed Dagerstrom entering the bedroom during the search. He was observed taking a phone charger, similar to the one described, putting it in his pocket. He was also observed placing a purse on the nightstand. Detectives could hear the purse being opened before he was seen putting something from the purse into his pocket again. One of the residents of the home said the purse contained about $1,000, but that officers had only inventoried about 550 during the interview, Dagerstrom did admit to authorities he stole the phone charger, saying it was stupid, but said he didn't take anything else. He faces one charge of gross misdemeanor level misconduct by a public officer and two counts of misdemeanor level theft. Uh, I missed this during the session. I don't know uh, how that happened, but apparently now driving too slow in the left lane oh, yeah. could cost you money in Minnesota after here, August here. 1st. I, I, I don't remember it. them passing this. I, isn't driving too slow in the left lane? Isn't it? Uh, it's a move over law, a law, and it should apply to all drivers, no matter what the speed is. Get your ass out of the left lane. True, but there's never been a fine for it, and now right. there will be. Right. So if I'm going 44 on the practice freeway, I, in the I left doubt lane, if it'll be. Uh, this enforced. was Johnny. This was introduced by uh, Jasinski. Yeah, we had I, him on I, as a guest, and he he had actually introduced a bill a couple of years ago yes. uh, that didn't make it, and the fine was much higher. At that point. It's a great yes, idea, sir. but why jeopardize things? Why why should a trooper jeopardize himself and the driver he wants to stop by trying to corral that herd those herd of cats over to the right lane to pull them over? Oh, you're so wrong. You, you're oh yeah, abs- yeah, really? <laughs> what the heck? What? Wow. Damn, I wish we had what that just, on video. What just happened? No, this is what we get. This is the Joe we get when he spills toothpaste. Yeah, obviously. No, Joe, we get really? Up, really? No, dude. Really? Dude, like, you're so wrong, man. Come on, man. you're wrong, man. That's just like your opinion, No, man, you're uh, absolutely wrong. This needs to be enforced. You know why? You know why it needs to be enforced? Because some people can't drive 55. Oh. I knew it! Oh. I knew it! No! No! I am going to smash that guitar. The Red Rocker. Sammy Hager was the best version of Van Halen. Oh, I will punch you in the face. <laughs> I'll come over there and punch him. You with him. I'm, I'm a David Lee Roth guy. Yo, the thing too. is, no kidding, we all are. <laughs> left lane squatting leads to road rage. Yes, at, it does. At, at yep. any uh, speed at all. If this, no, listen to me. <laughs> Shut up and quit making those faces. If the speed limit, <laughs> no, if the speed limit is 70 and you're doing 80. And you pass, get your ass over to the right lane because somebody's going to come up behind you doing 85. It's all about the flow. Keep I the flow it. I got happy. It. I got it. I got the no, flow. Kenny, let's take the word from the guy that has a six-block commute every day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah he's never on the freeway. And then when he is, he's in a hot rod. I was on a freeway once. <laughs> once. Once. And, one time. And how'd that go? It worked out. Uh, by the way, the new law, uh, you could face a $50 fine. 
plus a $75 surcharge. But the fella, uh, Jasinski, as uh, Chris said, he said, uh, you know, it's more of an awareness thing at this point. They're going to try to make it more of a uh, the public aware of it. Suge, I wanted to ask you about Chicago. You, you drive down there all the time. I was shocked and overjoyed a couple of weeks ago when I drove through Chicago. You know, we're, we're talking anywhere from four to seven lanes wide. Mm-hmm. It was a Sunday morning. The speed limit was 60. Nobody on the freeway was doing under 70. Right. But it was the most polite, awesome flow you'll ever see. Wonderful. The slow people getting out of the way, the fast people going through. There were no sudden lane changes. And I'm asking you, is that the norm? I would never drive to Chicago. I don't. I stop short of Chicago. I never go downtown. Oh, you don't? No. Oh, no. Uh, In Minnesota, everything you just said is so passive aggressive that nothing ever ever gets done. No, there's people that sit in the left lane and say, well, I'm doing 70 and that's the speed limit and that's what they're going to get. And they will not move out of the left lane. But you're 100% right. That's absolutely what starts road rage incidents. And they got a box of Kleenex and a bad hat on the rear deck of the back seat. (laughs) I wish these people would just think about the flow and it doesn't matter how fast or slow everybody's going, just... Keep the flow going. My flow is to always make sure somebody's going a little faster than me. That's I the, think uh, you're missing. That's the point. your smoking. I'm not. I'm not. That's your smoking. I'm always on the lookout for Jimmy Dean. Right. For food. What? For sausages. What? Very Pork, confused. You know, bacon. Ah, you know, you had oh. your little rage at the beginning of the show, and you've just checked out. Pork. Now. <laughs> you know, you're not even participating. Well, I have not checked out. No, you're acting like one of us. <laughs> That's a bit. That you know, I I'm, I fear that, right. and I'll tell you why. I never had to be in a room with you idiots. I was always on the other side of a bulletproof wall. Yeah, you were we, secluded, soundproof. We were never had to deal with you. Right. Never had to look at you. Never had to listen to you. I do say some awesome things off the air, don't. Oh, they're just horrific. Vile. <laughs> vile Joe has vile, to leave vile. the room many oh, times. I can't take you know, it. You know, what, you know what Joe is? Joe is every intern we had over the last 15 years. It's like, oh my God, is this what is radio's this what like? My favorite way to start a conversation with Joe is, hey, Joe, have you ever dot, 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 dot. And you cut right to the chase. I would rather read a book. My answer invariably would be, I'd rather read. Yeah. Pork, you know, bacon. Like he's like he's a hip twenty three year old and uh, <laughs> Jimmy Dean. Yeah, Jimmy. Referring to five. I love you guys, Jimmy you troopers. You know yeah, what you I'm bet. saying. I'm screwing you. around here. Uh, President Donald you Trump pigs hiding under that overpass. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm kidding. Uh, for God's sake, these guys. I'm kidding. Wow. You, I know how many, you don't know how many Ellie LEOs listen to I us. I know, and that's yeah. why they're going to uh, cut me some slack. They know I I'm fooling God, around. Right. Yeah, I think Joe's high. That, I don't, don't think so. <laughs> that email is gljoe at garagelogic.com. Uh, President Trump said, quote, he's not even sure his advance team requested that the USS John McCain be kept out of sight during his recent trip to Japan. During an interview with British media personality Piers Morgan, which aired Wednesday, the president said he knew nothing about the request and doubted if it even happened at all. He said, here's the thing. I'm not even sure it happened. First of all, I didn't know anything about it. Well, those president's comments come despite Rear Admiral Charlie Brown the Navy spokesman confirming in a statement that a request was made by the White House to the Navy <sighs> to minimize the visibility of the USS John McCain. I, I just don't understand that. I this just don't the, understand this it. This is the part where the filter doesn't work. I just don't understand this. He is so threatened by a real hero. It's just amazing. What threatened yeah. by what? It's all. Well, he, I, I agree with you. He shouldn't be. Right. 
Acting Defense Secretary Patrick Shanahan, awaiting Senate confirmation, did tell reporters Sunday the White House Military Office coordinated directly with the 7th Fleet on the request, which ultimately the Navy would not carry out. How did someone not in his close-knit circle say, you know, Don, there's probably... Oh, they had to have. You think they did? They ha- I the mean, bizarre thing is, is that McCain is named after his parents or grandparents, not after oh, really? the senator. Yeah. Really? From what I understand, it is named after... His dad, I, I think. Right. I did not know that. Oh. It's well, not they're after a long-serving military family. Correct. True. Not, uh, just, you know, not to play the bad apple here, but this behavior surprises you guys? No, it doesn't. From the well, it doesn't, but you would think that it was something with... Well, you're right. There's just I, it no surprise. Me. There is there, there's nothing to be held in reserve. No. Gretchen Carlson is stepping down as board chairwoman of the Miss America organization. I thought she did already. No, former Fox News host and former Miss America said in a statement Wednesday she has helped make the organization more relevant. Carlson, of course, originally from Anoka, and was crowned Miss Minnesota in 1988. She'll be replaced by Chantel Krebs, a former South Dakota Secretary of State. Although she'll no longer be a board member, Carlson will serve as an advisor to the board. The pageant will be broadcast on NBC this year, although as of right now, the location has not been determined. You want some good news? Please. Are, are, you all, are we all uh, of the belief that we check our phones uh, in the determination to get 10,000 steps a day in? Are you, yeah. Have you bought uh, that? Sure. Yes, sure. I yes. do it all the time. Yes. Yeah, well, okay, now we're being told we don't need to. Uh, the Journal of American Medical Association Internal Medicine says that notching only half of that 10,000 number is linked to a decreased risk for early deaths, and the benefits might even flatten out after 7,500 steps. So you don't have to worry about so getting stop 10, walking. Stop. Right stop. now. Stop. Today, three miles at 9,000 steps. That makes it all the more important to ride your, your e-assist bike, oh, your yeah. electric assist bike from EcoFun yep. Motorsports. You don't need the 10,000 steps. This is, ver- this is tantamount to saying... Riding an e-assist bike is as good for you as riding a, a bike that you have to pedal constantly. I hear that. They got them at EcoFun Motorsports in downtown Forest Lake, and uh, they're the best. The Bintelli e-bikes are the best, all kinds of styles. You're not going to find another store in Minnesota offering an on-the-floor display of electric bikes that compares to what you're going to see at EcoFun, in addition to a full line of Yamaha motorcycles, affordable scooters, mopeds, youth ATVs, youth snowmobiles, side-by-sides. But check out the e-bikes. They're just ripped with technology. I would yes, agree. At any, at any age, even if you're someone that might be apt to spilling toothpaste on your belly in the morning, <laughs> yeah. you can still hop on one of these eco-bikes and you can fly. They're not eco-bikes. They're, well, they're bikes sold by EcoFun. They're e-bikes. 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 Let's, let's keep it. Uh, we should, we should tell them exactly what they it's are. It's an e-bike. And, oh. and so take that fitness uh, recommendation into mind. That's that's virtually an invitation to get yourself an e-bike. You don't have to pedal 48,000 no, miles. and they're smooth. They are really smooth. You're balanced. You don't have to worry about balance on the big tires I've or the a, regular tires. I've had an awesome idea, and it comes from a few years ago when I saw a guy in an electric wheelchair pulling a guy in a normal wheelchair. <laughs> oh, yeah. no. I'm wondering, once, Such, once you uh, finally follow through on your threat to get one of yep, these, yep. can we get a tow rope and maybe you could just pull me around? Yeah. Right across the Ford Bridge. <laughs> yeah. go Imagine to- me and you. <laughs> you and me. <laughs> <laughs> EcoFunMotorsports.com, right downtown Forest Lake. Uh, how'd you like to be on this trip? Passengers say their charter boat captain went on a drunken, drug-infused tirade 
and threatened to shoot everyone on the boat during the fishing <laughs> trip. <laughs> Was his name Captain Joe Sushi? No, no, no. Did he have an eye patch and a wooden leg? This is in the, in the Gulf of Mexico. Uh, local TV station 10 News obtained a police summary and witness statements that paint a disturbing picture on what was supposed to be a 12-hour fishing excursion Sunday in the Gulf of Mexico. Sarasota police say passengers aboard the boat told them 36-year-old Captain Mark Bailey drank rum from the bottle. That's a bad sign. Had multiple beers, was using cocaine, and ended up in an argument with a 15-year-old passenger who reportedly tried to grab his uncle a drink from the captain's pail. Hey, stop moving the boat. I'm trying to chop some up. Let's cut to the chase. Did anybody catch anything? A buzz. So what are you saying? This sounds normal? This I, had, I was normal? on Cape Cod a couple of summers ago and arranged to have a guy take me out to fish. I caught a shark, a baby shark. and uh, But I, I was growing terribly uncomfortable because the guy kept sitting closer and closer to me. Ooh. And I, I, I wanted him away from me. I wanted him to be... I like uh, space. Go to the other end of the boat, pal. I, I know it's your boat, but... Uh, <laughs> Can I help you? Can you with drop that? me off someplace? <laughs> I'll walk back. Swimming from shore. <laughs> Wait a minute. You caught a baby shark? Yeah. And this is the first time we're hearing this? I probably told you before. Oh. Yeah, really? Maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. In, sta- in statements filed by the Sarasota Police Department, the passenger said Bailey fired a gun more than once while the <laughs> vessel was 30 to 40 miles offshore. Wow. <laughs> I hope he fired it in the air. That's a not... Randy Wayne White character. <laughs> yeah. When the boat finally returned, it made its way back into Sarasota Bay. Once at the dock, police say Bailey refused a breathalyzer. Authorities say Bailey kicked the rear door of a police cruiser while he was handcuffed inside. He was taken to the Sarasota County Jail where he was charged with boating under the influence and resisting without Boy, violence. he had a bad day, didn't he, John? He really did. He really did. This could be good publicity, though. I wonder how many party uh, party oh. animals are going to sign yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. you know what we got to do, one? guys? <laughs> That'd be fun. In, uh... Sto- one more for us. One more. Sure. I'm gonna, this is uh, that's good because uh, this uh, story, as soon as I saw it, reminded me of you know the TV anchors how they get with their kickers. Right. Yeah. This story reminded me of that. <laughs> a New Jersey college student dodged a tough conversation with dad with a one million dollar winning lottery ticket. Twenty <laughs> year old Christopher Chrysanopoulos from Oceanport usually plays the scratch off tickets, but when he noticed the Mega Millions jackpot was four hundred fourteen million, he opted to play the bigger game. He didn't check his tickets for days, but when Dad invited him to lunch to talk about his plans to get a summer job, he thought that'd be a good time to check those tickets. <laughs> you're really, a, you're really amusing yourself. I really you? am. Thanks, He's Joe. making me happy. Thanks, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> to avoid the conversation, he pulled out his tickets and hoped for the best. He didn't hit the jackpot, but he matched the five white balls drawn. So he Dad. got a mill. He got $1 million, and uh, here's the big kicker. It remains unclear if he's still going to get a summer job. Hey! <laughs> hey, hey oh, That's a funny one. Hey, let's, uh, let's check weather. And, Back uh, to you, Ruth. We'll be right back. <laughs> he will burn through that mill before August 1st. Uh, break time, please. <laughs> It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Souchere. Let's visit the failed academy. A few weeks after working at an Iowa high school one day last fall, substitute teacher S. K. Ron McDermott said she got a letter from the principal saying she was fired. She's ah, out of a job. Oh. 
The principal said he visited with the class and concluded that the interactions between yourself and the students were not such as were not such as to meet our expectations for substitutes, McDermott wrote in an op-ed for the Des Moines Register. It seems a parent reported that a student had videotaped McDermott on his cell phone, which she said would quickly disclose any unethical actions on her part, such as singling a child out for ridicule, touching anyone, or making unreasonable demands. But alas, uh, but alas nothing like that came up. Mm. Nothing like that came up. So what was the problem? What was the problem? McDermott said students apparently got ticked off at her criticisms of their papers, particularly language errors. Wow. I told them unapologetically, this is your native language, people. Second grade mistakes, not distinguishing between your and your with the apostrophe R-E, misspelling, exercise, leaving off capital letters and periods. You are freshmen and sophomores. This is unacceptable, she wrote. It is. Of course it is. So uh, here's more from her op-ed in the Des Moines Register. So I wouldn't be accused of making unreasonable demands. I wrote corrections on the board. All I had to do was copy them. Most of the older students in school know I don't accept textlish, and they know why. I am panic-stricken for American kids. So if I made a mistake that day, it was not giving students I'd never taught before a thumbnail bio they could act on. McDermott said she went to the next school board meeting and requested reinstatement but got no response. Wow. Then she said she met with the district super who indicated he was concerned. And did nothing. Okay. So McDermott said she paired up with another substitute teacher uh, uh, and uh, approached the Iowa Board of Educational Examiners, but she said the executive director, Dr. Ann Liebel, refused to investigate or hear the teacher's case because the magnitude of the alleged violation must be sufficient to warrant a hearing by the board. McDermott shared that she knows a thing or two about students in other parts of the world, and it gives credence to her previous statement that she was panic-stricken for American students. Here's more for in her op-ed. In the early 90s, I taught English as a second language uh, to Koreans uh, and uh, discovered there especially their boundless vocabularies. Over the millennium, 1999-03, I taught in Berlin uh, to an international uh, association assortment of Germans, Turks, Kurds, Russians, etc. My very first class was Realschüler, a non-college-bound German Kids in an evening English class, among others, I tutored an Iranian boy who spoke Persian at home, German in school, and English in his literature Jeez. class. I am not just whistling in the wind about the globalized world. I have taught in it. Ask yourself how prepared our kids are to compete in that world. Is it any wonder American businesses beg for more H-1B visas? Without standards, the whole system is a sham, McDermott concluded. A very expensive waste of money, cheating both kids and taxpayers. Wow. And she added in a Facebook post on the matter that my generation and the generation behind us have destroyed an education system that was the envy of the world. Good for her. She's pushing back. She got fired because she had the audacity to tell these kids to straighten up their language. Skills. She has oh, a lawsuit. I, I, I would imagine. She better sue. What? what? <laughs> this is beyond. That's what you do. See, this is beyond. I can't deal with this anymore. This is beyond my comprehension. That's what a teacher. Hey, uh, you are is not your. Okay? Can you imagine so you how long I'd last in a classroom? <laughs> you you wouldn't. I wouldn't the f- last ten minutes. No. The fact that she faced all of those boards and different people, the super uh, su- uh, super and superintendent, superintendent, yeah, and the board of education, and, and all of those people, and none of them, none of them offered her. Why is the academy failed? You who have attended classes at the University of Garage Logic, why has the academy failed? Uh, the academy has failed because they're in the business of making sure each kid feels good. 
They're in the business of identifying and creating, however whimsically and arbitrarily, uh, an, an equal outcome. The loss of accountability? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is just ridiculous. This The academy has completely failed. And here which, it is. This is Iowa. Which, ironically... Des Moines got a tall building, but it's not that tall. Right. But that, ironically, takes care of, it wipes out their... Uh, individuality. Mm-hmm. There, uh, that's what the mystery. Well, that's what the mystery will do. The mystery will destroy individuality. You know what I'm saying? This but happened. they want people to be themselves. But then they say, uh, "You got to. We're going to whitewash you here." But she Can needs I say to, whitewash. She needs to get a lawyer. That's ludicrous. So I'm going to play just a tiny bit of devil's advocate. Is go. it you possible that, that I know Careful. I can't? But is it possible that this might have been? the last of a long list of stories with this particular teacher? Because this is so outrageous that I can't believe it. You're right. It did occur to me... What else has she done? Where's the real story here? And they're, are they just because using this? Because this can't be but it. But they can't use this because this, well, I think, this I, is nonsense. I don't think there's anything more to this. She has the... Uh, She's got incredible credentials. Well, not only that, but she had the courage to write this piece for the entire state of Iowa, as it appeared in the Des Moines Register, and she would not have done so if she sure. thought that was going to sure. bring yeah. up ghosts in her closet. No, she probably doesn't have any. She's, she's, a, she's a GLer. Who is saying to these sophomores in high school, you don't even know the difference between your and your. Mm-hmm. We you don't even this, know where uh, to put a capital letter. This is your native language, kids. Figure it out. And did, she gets canned. Did this run recently in the register? Uh, because seven there, days ago. There has to be a huge hue and cry over this. Who was your English so. teacher in high school that you admired? Uh, you maybe hated at the time, but admired now. To somebody like this. Rob Pike was mine. Tom Urich. Okay. He's the guy that hit me. Saying, hey, oh, is that during the, yeah, uh, yeah. you were cheating in the test? Yeah. <laughs> and you know, I thank him to this day. Yeah, you shaped up. Shipped what out. a difference in the culture that is. I, I was brought to the front of a freshman class because I was cheating like a fool. I'm not a cheater and certainly have never done it since. And uh, he said, take off your glasses and then whap, whap. Wow. Boy, if he... Wow. Now, today, that wouldn't happen. No. But it's it, it was what I obviously needed at that moment. Mm-hmm. Hey, kid, you're not going to cheat here on an English test. Right. But boy, if he could, uh, if he could see you today. Yeah. How you doing? Yeah. <laughs> told you cheating wouldn't pay. There you go. Mr. No. Toothpaste. Oh, shirt I told you. I've told you many rush. times. Many, many times. The other story where I had the Spanish class after lunch at, at St. Thomas. Yes. And I'd nod off, and the teacher was kind of a babe. Yep. Miss Hartman. And then, okay, cut to the chase. She would say to me, nothing's going to come of you. You come in here. You obviously just came in here from lunch. You're nodding off. You're not right. paying attention. Boom. I don't like your chances. Cut to the cut a few years. I'm at the Star Tribune. Circus comes to town. Mm. <laughs> and, and, and I had the chance to, Giggy Pilhoffer set up a chance for me to ride the elephant from yep. Minnehaha. Sure. To the Met Center. Well, that's nice. And it was raining. I had really long hair. It was all slicked down. I looked like a homeless person. And then... I see Mrs. Hartman, now Mrs. on the corner. And she looked up at me and I went, hi, Mrs. Hartman. And she shook her head and she said, I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> I had a dark thought. I have thought. to laugh. I've outwitted myself. <laughs> I had a dark thought and maybe we have explored this already. We, we've talked often in the last couple of years about how there are police officers that just simply refuse to want to deal with the BS anymore. Yeah. So they, so they are. The, 
the pool with which they can draw from is so limited now. Yeah. Are we going to get there with administrators and teachers? Oh, we have to if we're not already. I, boy, I, Why I, would you want to enter into this environment? Well, the administration, you're never going to fall short of True. these mysterious. But, but, but you might run out of some, you're going to run out of GL teachers. Yeah. They'll all be, they'll all they'll toe the this, line. Yes. They'll all not dare criticize a kid. You want to criticize Dennis Kirk when you order a motorcycle part? It's probably not a no. You don't I, I have don't, to. No. They're too good. They're too trusted. They have more than 160,000 products for you and your bike. Doesn't make any difference what kind of bike you ride. They've got you covered. Let me repeat that. 160,000 products. Satisfaction guaranteed are the best in the business. You buy a helmet or an apparel item and it doesn't fit or you don't like it? Not a problem. DennisKirk.com will even pay the return shipping. And at Dennis Kirk, you order by 8 o'clock today, you get it tomorrow. And remember, because Kenny's, Kenny's tried this, $89 order ship free, and he'll sometimes wait till about 7.58 p.m. And sure enough, it always works. he gets the stuff the yes. next day. Uh, check them out. Uh, if you're in a hurry for something you need, remember, you place that order by 8 o'clock today, you'll get it tomorrow. DennisKirk.com. I have an email from Mark Reed. He's an off-site correspondent in Iowa. Greetings to you and the crew. A topic of conversation on yesterday's podcast was applause during a graduation ceremony. I've been working on a theory that while not as fully fleshed out as your Kardashian conspiracy that you continually tease us with, I believe has some merit. I posit that the level of enthusiasm in the applause relates directly to the relief the family and friends have that said graduate actually graduated. If you doubt me, take a close look at the graduates for whom the family purchased an air horn for the event. I shared this theory with my 13-year-old granddaughter at her sister's high school graduation a couple of weeks ago, and we would give each other the nod when the gym would explode for one graduate or another. Good luck, Mark Reed. And then he always uh, always uh, finishes his correspondence with a line from the show, and this one is, he is a seasoned veteran of the look. Ah, mm-hmm. boy, aren't we all at this table. So he's saying the loudest cheers co- come for the graduates that everybody thought didn't have a chance? That's always been kind of my theory, too. That's uh, an excellent yeah, theory. It's, it's, I love that. <laughs> I love or it that. might come from the parents who maybe really, really, it was a stretch for them to try to pay the freight to go to that school or whatever. Well, yeah. They're going to let off some steam now. But I still don't approve because if you're asked to withhold, then withhold. Then withhold. Then with, and there were some people who did it who I happen to know, and it surprised me greatly that they... Uh, did you turn and give them the eye? I went like this. <laughs> <laughs> That's more than the eye. Sure. <laughs> I gave them the eye and a little sign. There you go. A little sign. How you Number doing? one. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a minute, just a minute, just a minute. Uh, oh. Uh, Chris Newpower from Hugo. He says he lives just a nine iron from Grunhofer's. <laughs> I listened to the Monday interview you had with Alyssa Algren, and the one thing she said that floored me was that she has lost friends because her friends can't be associated with people who lean Republican. What has happened to our youth? Do they really have a political litmus test for friendship? I need to poll the kids I used to have to test this theory. I have never in my 50 years lost a friend over politics. Heck, you live in a house divided, but the youth of our nation can't even be friends because of the politics? What's going on around here? I would never let politics get in between a cold beer, a good laugh, and an occasional needle of a buddy. Never. I still don't let my wife forget that she voted Jesse into the governor's mansion. <laughs> that needle comes out every year during election time. Oh boy. I guess when it comes to kneeling at the altar of diversity, what the youth of this country really strives for is diversity of looks and not diversity of thought. You must fall in line and think only the improved way. 
Ever heard of that before in history? <laughs> oh, yes, I have. <laughs> yeah. This is very troubling. Keep pushing back, Chris. Just a nine iron from the grunt. Excellent points. From the grunt. Uh, we got to come back with uh, the latest hysteria we all better be concerned about. Work the hysteria into John's oh, newscast. Okay. Say, I want to tell you though, is that John live? No. I got uh, huh? uh, Mark oh. in Asheville, North Carolina writes, I took your survey but felt bad when I couldn't explain why I said I wouldn't buy anything from your advertisers. It's simply that I live in North Carolina. Otherwise, I would definitely frequent Gun- Grunhoffers and visit all the rest. Now, if you could only find a sponsor that could send me some frozen walleye, that I would do. Uh, by the way, Joe keeps talking about buying a Bentelli e-bike. I think he must either be afraid of being FFLF'd or perhaps he's trying to figure out where he can stash the bike on the 48-hour rule. Uh, <laughs> keep up the great work. It sure makes the day go faster. I have no fear of getting a Bentelli e-bike. It is a time problem. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get one. And speaking of the and GL... And you're going to post a video of me riding it Absolutely. on the site. Yeah. Uh, the GL survey, fun. by the way, uh, we're going to take submissions through the end of this week. So you just need to go to the GarageLogic page, garagelogic.com. Go to the features menu, and then you'll a, see Gar- GL survey at why, the bottom. Why? Why are we doing this? To we what, are doing what this. What point is this serving? Why did you waste a good? Oh, I don't know, one two minutes of yeah, my time. It with did this. take you a long time to fill that out. Why did you waste my time with this? Well, we basically want to know. There's new people we're discovering that are finding the show, and it's pretty cool. We want to know a how they found the show, but b how can we make the show better? That's basically the the point. Or of maybe. Or uh, maybe Based on what we find out, we won't be on Monday. Right. right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Sorry, we're shutting her down here. Yeah. Well, if you want to make the show better, Chris, I mean, uh, you must have some vacation days. Yeah, just shut my mic off. We <laughs> <laughs> mentioned. Uh, very mean. He mentioned Grunhoff. I know. You know what? There's new products they, Spencer wants me to tell you about. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to get it here. I got it. You can get them. Yeah. Uh, many varieties of chicken brats. Delicious Swedish potato sausage. Oh, I love potato sausage. Yes. Chicken oh, and beef goodness. kebabs and fully cooked ring sausage. Kielbasa and andouille. Ring bologna. That's what you need That's for your you. bologna, Dummy. tomatoes, and onions. That's you next time. I know. I'm going to get some. And it's got to be gnarly and hanging on a hook in the right, back wall. Right. How about the pastrami? Blood sausage. Yeah, uh, and country sausage. Ah, uh, yes, on the country sausage. I don't know that I've tried blood sausage. Not Bro- to mention uh, ribeye burgers made with ribeye steak, and not to mention it's the brat capital of the world with 130 pork brat flavors for best results. Do not broil the brats; they go to the grill. But or remember boil, that or now. What yeah. I say, broil. broil. <laughs> but uh, you can broil, broil you can there broil you the steak. But I'll tell you this though: the the chicken. <laughs> Uh, sticks that yeah. I was kind of I, I was a li- I was hesitant to try were just as good as the beef sticks as well as those chicken brats they're fabulous. Well, Spencer, the professional meat cutter, wants us to know: chicken brats, Swedish potato sausage, chicken and beef kebabs, fully cooked ring sausage, kielbasa and dooley, ring bologna, blood sausage, and country sausage. You check it off already? Yeah, listen, you, checked it off. Listen, yeah. you dumbbells. Uh, yeah. meats dot com. It's at the north end of Hugo. Just immediately uh, on the shores of uh, Highway 60. I will drive up there today. What? Number I one, got money on me. Number one, you're going to give me uh, $40 for my own meat, and then you're going to give me wow. another $40 for gas. 
I want eighty dollars. We're all we're all looking well, at Joe right now. We're all looking well, to see the. Well, let me see. Drives a, drives a hard you, bargain. You got the new checkbook. So wait a minute. Wait a minute. Stop. Did I say today? I meant maybe next week. Yeah, because he's not going to be here the rest of the <laughs> week. Right. Kenny, hey, what's potato? Here. Kenny, what's potato sausage? I, it, it's I don't know. It has nothing to do with potato, as far as I can tell. But we always have it for Christmas. No, but I've got it. It's, one frozen in my freezer right now. I have not tried it yet. I don't have enough. My it's dad loves it. I don't have enough on me. I've also had. Blood can, sausage before, and I was like, "Oh, I'm not, I'm not good with blood." I didn't see any blood, so I oh. don't know why they call it blood sausage because it's really, really good. All GLers always have on their person between what three and eight dollars was the old yes. admonition. Yeah, I've only got about thirty-three bucks. That's not enough to fund a Kenny Grundhoffer's run. <laughs> right here's John Height. Thank goodness, John. And I didn't see anybody else on the staff reaching for their oh, wallet. Oh, no, so. no, the only one who did. Nobody no, at all. No. Let me just grab my mic here. Oh, I can't. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. The Dodge County Sheriff's Department says it's confirmed a cougar sighting near Dodge Center. I think you mean a puma. A puma. I have puma shoes on. According to a I got new socks on. Not a puma. Did you get new shoes? I got new socks. For those zips? I've been meaning to show you guys my new underwear. No. No. They're so comfortable. Unfortunately, you didn't wear any today. Where's the Duluth training grunters? Remember they used to throw us a Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You skipped over one of the best emails we've ever received yesterday, Joe. What? Loyal, or excuse me, Chief Offsite Correspondent Kelsey. Yeah. The picture of Kenny standing in front of the barn with the big boots on. He says, normally the BS is on the outside of your boots. Yeah, that's pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) He also says, if you hadn't gotten rid of all your foxes up there, you wouldn't have any rats. Get rid of any foxes. He's got a family of fox at his house, Chief Offsite Correspondent. No, but he said he has no critter problem. No, ain't no, ain't nothing yeah. around there. You city, it's don't understand. This oh, yeah, isn't, yeah, we do. This Here isn't we go. one we or two rats. This is a thousands. big biblical plague. Yeah. <laughs> you need a fox. According to a social... Which, by the way, uh, a guy on Twitter said the reason I have a biblical plague of rats is because I think everything on earth is an alien experiment. That's true. Uh, that's <laughs> so right. it's God paying me back. <laughs> and he might have a point. According to the social media post, the sheriff's office received a report of the cougar sighting in the backyard of a residence. Deputies later searched the area. They were able to locate the cougar. The department said it has notified the Minnesota Department of Natural Resources. The sheriff's office urges residents to be extra vigilant and use caution when using parks and trails in the area. I'm proud of all of you. I'm proud of all of you. Oh, don't don't even bring it up. All right. Nobody here is going to say it, but they better not kill this thing. DNR says. What was I going to say? Oh, don't 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 buy her a drink. I'm proud of everyone. Uh, proud so of you everyone. do it yourself. But you're the one that did it. Well, I'm just proud <laughs> of everyone. Right. Such, yeah. You, why don't you want it killed, Kenny? Because that's their answer for everything. Oh, Wildlife wanders into a community or a city or whatever, and the first reaction sure. is, "We got to kill this thing, be it a bear, a cougar, whatever." The DNR says if you run into the cougar, leave it alone. Make yourself appear larger. Wave a hat or a jacket. Rookie, that won't be a problem with you. Just show him your head. Hey, how you doing? (laughs) Talk loud. How you like this haircut? (laughs) Talk loud or firmly or throw rocks and sticks at the animals. If you do see the cougar, you're supposed to call 911. What town was this, John? Dodge Center. I see. That's, yeah, we're that Dodge County, rural. Dodge Center. What if I'm walking through? I think through? that's southeast. 
south uh reavers should know where this is yeah it's, it's just south and east, west, or west south and east of Faribault. Yeah. yes it's yeah. about 30 40 minutes south dakota and east of dodge and douglas are your d counties what if <laughs> mcneilius trucking if, if i'm not mistaken is the home oh the trash okay. does, does, yeah what if you are dressed as a zebra what should you do if the uh, puma approaches <laughs> well Parachutists are jumping over Normandy again, just like soldiers did 75 years ago for D-Day. Engines throbbing, C-47 transport planes dropped group after group of parachutists, a couple a hundred, a couple hundred, excuse me, in all, including 97-year-old mm-hmm. D-Day veteran Tom Rice. Wow. He's going to be mentioned on our D-Day show tomorrow. Rice said it went perfect, a perfect jump. The jumpers were honoring the airborne soldiers who descended into gunfire and death for some ahead of the June 6th, 1944 Seaborne invasion. They all had to have wheelbarrows, didn't they? Honestly. Oh, God. Every one of them. Oh and God. they jumped at night, too. Yep. These yep. guys were jumping during Did the Did this 97-year-old, was he accompanied on his jump? Uh, Do we know? See, his jump uh, on Wednesday was a different story than 1944. He came down in tandem with another parachutist after getting ready for six months with a physical trainer. I don't think his legs could have taken it. I hope the other guy obviously took the brunt of the landing. I think yeah. so. Yeah. Here we come, Grandpa. You break my fall here. No, I, don't, I think they took care of him. The uh, thing that always gets me about the Seaborn uh, version of it, those guys in front knew. Yeah. They're, you know, they were sitting ducks. They got you know yeah. about a 10% chance of walking out of there. Just amazing. From the Star Tribune, citing an inability to find just the right leader to replace what they call a legend, St. Paul Public School Superintendent Joe Gothard has opted to name an interim principal at Central High for 2019-2020. Mary Maccabee. How you doing, Joe? Maccabee, I'm sorry. Mary Maccabee is retiring after more than 50 years at the helm. Two searches have failed to produce the right candidate. Gothard said he's tapping George Nolan, who most recently served as director of personalized learning for Stillwater Area Schools, to be Central's interim leader as the district prepare, prepares to relaunch. Director relaunch. of personalized learning. Yeah, just personalized keep making learning. up this crap. Isn't that what a teacher is? I think so. Yes, but don't be too critical. Gothard, no, yeah, you'll get your loser job. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Nolan holds a doctoral degree in education from UND. McBee has been on a victory lap of sorts in recent weeks at a school board meeting in March, during which it was agreed that Central's auditorium would be named in a rotter. Board member John Broderick said that the name Mary McBee means magic. I don't think I've ever heard of her. I have many times. She is she uh, she had a successful run at Central. Okay. Yep. A police department in Louisiana is reminding people it's there to serve but not handle customer service complaints about Taco Bell. The Slidell, Louisiana Department posted on Facebook Monday that someone called 911 to complain that the local Taco Bell had run out of both hard and soft taco shells. Well, that is sort of an emergency. Well, the department did note on its Facebook page, it is a travesty, but it's not something they can do anything about. A travesty. It does play a big part. You want to have a full full boxes of full, uh, what do we got? Hard shell tacos, soft Soft shell shell tacos. tacos. You, you can't make a taco, right? In other words. Yeah. Right. Uh, a music note. Uh, this is. Uh, I don't know. Oh, about I this. have a music note for you. Do you? That an emailer wanted me to address you. Go oh, ahead, John. Okay. I'll find it. Uh, Mickey Dolans. Remember him, the drummer, and singer for the Monkees. Sure. Christopher Circus Boy, wasn't he? Chris, yeah, remember Chris, that show? Um, yes. Mm-hmm. Christopher Cross and Todd Rundgren. Sailing away. What about them, John? Are teaming up with former Chicago bassist and singer Jason Sheff and Badfinger guitarist Joey Mollin, who lives here in the Twin Cities. Mm-hmm. Really? For the It Was 50 Years Ago Today tour celebrating the Beatles' White Album. Although Beatles, Come on, Kenny. Beatles' White Album came out 51 years ago, but oh, anyway, John. it's 50 anyway. Jesus. This show... <laughs> this show <laughs> 
The show uh, will mix in their own hits along with songs from the White Album. The fine print on the tour poster reads, not affiliated or endorsed by the Beatles individually or collectively, but uh, most of the artists on the bill have Beatle connections. Number nine. Bad, nine. Bad Finger, of course, was the first band the Beatles nine. signed to their label in 1968. Nine. Kenny, go back to the farm, and I hope you get bitten by a rat. Uh, Rundgren has been a mainstay of Ringo Starr's all-star band going back to 1989, and Mickey Dolenz was a good friend of the Beatles. Befriending them during his days in the Monkees was in Abbey Road Studios when they recorded Sgt. Pepper, Lonely Hearts. Really? Sgt. Pepper's How was Todd show. the other night, Johnny? Todd was good. It was a very good show. Full House? Uh, it, yeah, it was It was. Full. What's the song I like? Uh, I want to bang on the hello, drum. It's hello, it's me. Hello, it's yep. Did he do it? it, it well, he did. Mm-hmm. He did. It, it's a history retrospective because he has a book out. Yeah. So he did... No. Uh, Two songs, and the third song was Hello, It's Me. Yep. The fourth song was uh, We Gotta Get You a Woman, his hit with Runt. We gotta get you a woman. His fifth one was I Saw the Light. So basically he did all his hits in a row. Okay. He did Did not do Bang the Drum. Did half of the audience get up and walk out once they were done with the hits? (laughs) John, uh, Doug Doug the Barber uh, wants me to uh, mention that Lee on Redbone has died. Yes. And was wondering uh, what... uh, uh, well, he wanted my thoughts. I have none. So I want John Height's thoughts about him as a guitarist and vocalist. I saw him three times and enjoyed every performance, found him to be a very unique entertainer. I think unique's the key word there. I loved Leon Redbone. Uh, very good guitar player. That uh, Accompanying yourself, a lot of people think everybody, that's an easy thing to do. It's not an easy thing to do. Mm-hmm. He was very good at it. Uh, Why? There Why was the rumor that he was actually Frank Zappa. Yeah, and he wasn't. He no, was, he, he was, was Leon Redbone. Redbone. He was yeah. born in Cyprus, I think. Yes, mm-hmm. and and he they was. Didn't he was, look anything alike. He, oh yeah, yeah, they yeah, did. yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. He also was very, uh, very entertaining. Cool, I thought when he first popped up because he was so different. I yeah. mean, he was different than anything. Zappa was way better than and, Redbone, and he also was the voice of the snowman on Elf. I did not know that. Was he really? The movie Elf. Oh, wow. Yeah. The, well, you the, said it's not easy to accompany yourself. What do you mean by that? That means you have to do a lot more. If you got a band behind you, you can He's screw He's patting around. himself on the back. But doesn't well, no, because I'm not that good at it. But doesn't that just mean you use the, I don't know what it's called, but the little pedal thing that loops? Is that is that what we're talking about? Well, that's only been around for about 10 years. So since That's what right, I'm asking, because I don't know anything. Leon John. Redbone's been around for 40 don't years. Don't condescend so. me. That means you're talking <laughs> that means down. I'm talking down John. to you. Yeah. You're absolutely right. They look, they look similar. Yeah, they look, they look similar. They were. Yeah, I loved Leon Redbone. They got the Groucho Marx thing going. Yeah, and he, I don't know if you guys remember, and his first album cover. Yeah, he did the butt ad in the seven. Was that no eighties? Eighty four. So you didn't consider him a novelty act, huh? To a degree, but a a really talented guy when you listen to his records. I uh, must say, he's never done a thing for me. In my younger days, I thought he was a cheap imitator of uh, Tom Waits. I uh, no longer share that. I don't see uh, that connection, yeah. Hey, just, I don't know. You yeah. ever see Frank Zappa live? I did. I was not a big Zappa guy. I, I saw sorry. him once here I know. when he was Ooh. in town. People, Shine on Harvest Moon? Matt. Yeah, Matt. He, well, he did tons of old songs. He did uh, Champagne Charlie, which was a great song. He did Lazy Bones, you know the song? Lazy yeah, Bones. yeah, I do. Lazy Lazy Bones. I, I, you know what I asked you? I got your opinion. You going to get we can be done with it now. You're going to drink a bud with your damn Lazy Bones today. The piano has been drinking. That's Tom. I'm Frank Zappa. Anyway, yes, I loved uh, uh, Leon Redbone. So. What? what just he also did a really good Christmas album. So, see, I think for the, what that's uh, May I add to your snowman? Yeah, he, he was, was a snowman. You have to stop. May I add to your newscast? 
Sure, it's your show. New York has passed one of the most liberal abortion laws ever, but now they're going to protect cats from getting declawed. So I think they have their priorities straight. Ooh, yeah. yeah it's I going to call the desk. Yeah. This is a big deal yeah. among cat lovers yeah. for some reason. Yeah. I once told my uh, my cat story up at My Talk 107, and I think some of my fellow staff members started crying, and oh, they no. were adamant that declawing cats is a very, very bad thing, I didn't know this. which I didn't know that either. You know my cat story, right? My mom, when I was a kid, had her... <sighs> no, no, you'll love this one, Such, because yeah, you hate yeah. cats. Uh, she, oh. <laughs> she had her cat declawed. The doctor put the bandages on too tight. The paws fell off. Oh, the, the cat, the oh. cat spent the rest of her life with stubs. <laughs> And you could hear the cat coming when it was boom, walking boom, across. Boom, boom, boom. It's walking like across linoleum. <laughs> clunk, 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 clunk. And then it would sit on its hind legs like a rabbit <laughs> with, the, with the legs dangling. I'm not sure the point that I made. And I, I told this story on my talk, and I was uh-huh. met with shock and dismay. <laughs> they did not like this story. You didn't show enough compassion. You're a little too old. I per- <laughs> Cat scratch fever! You want that hysteria I was threatening to tell you about? Yes, please. Every day, we are ingesting tiny, microscopic pieces of plastic called microplastics with our food, beverages, and the very air we breathe. Americans eat, drink, and breathe between 74,000 and 121,000 microplastic particles each year, depending on their age and sex, new research suggests. So so we're all dying from that, I guess. I got another uh, scary thing for you. Plastic. Scary feels horrible. Oh, that's right, it is. Uh, Sorry. What is it, John? A weird dead thing. Oh, Watch a picture of it. Oh, was it, it? What? What is it? I don't know. Washed ashore up along North Carolina's outer banks on June first, and the National Park Service is asking for help identifying it. Mm-hmm. The spiny object appears worm-like, but it has a tight crust of ivory-colored thorns. And as uh, Joe said, it's ugly. Yeah, prehistoric looking. It washed up on the Shackleford Banks at Cape Lookout National Seashore. And was found by a passerby. The Park Service said weird things are found on the beach. We need some help identifying this object. So far, we're stumped. Park Service staff have a few guesses. They think it might be a plumbed worm case, but have no idea what the bony structures are. Last month, the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration reported explorers found a type of foot-long marine tube worm living on the part of the seafloor off North Carolina where methane gas, uh, gas seeps from the earth. Dozens have responded to the Park Service post with guesses, including many who disagree with the tube worm. And it, that can it. never happen when you use Aquaside. No. <laughs> that could never happen. You're never going to find Because the bean? water will be so clear yeah. mm-hmm. that you'll see this evil thing coming in from a mile away, and you get the kids <laughs> yeah. out of the lake Boom. in time. Boom. Right. Hey, kids, the evil plum worm's coming <laughs> yeah, in. Get out and of The it. only reason we know that is because our beach is so weed-free, we can see it. <laughs> if I wasn't convinced before, I am now. <laughs> Aquaside products are easy to use. They begin working right away, and for more than 60 years, Aquaside has been helping people maintain great lake shores uh, for the, the kids swimming, weed free algae free don't let weeds overtake your lake or pond this these products are uh, registered they're safe they're registered with both the epa and the dnr they're safe for you your family the lake the fish you can call aquaside at 1-800-328-9350 1-800-328-9350 
328-9350, or go to aquaside.com. Aquaside pellets are easy to use. Simply fan over the treatment area. They begin working right away, and shipping is free. Hmm. A Florida man is facing a domestic battery wrap after allegedly covering his sleeping girlfriend in ketchup. Oh, jeez. She was not into that, huh? Investigators say 37-year-old Peter Wagman and his 41-year-old girlfriend have recently been in some arguments over infidelity. The couple who live in Pinellas Park have been together for 11 years. At about 4.45 a.m. Sunday, the police report says the victim awoke to ketchup being poured on her by Wegman, who was yelling at her. Gross. When police arrived at the residence, they found the woman covered in ketchup. Wegman denied the condiment attack, though a patrolman noted that he had ketchup all over the right side of his pants. <laughs> Wegman was released. Kenny, Kenny's tried that. But that, poured, is that a cop call? Is that a call, though? Is it, you call the cops? For I, don't, that? I don't think so. For, don't, ketchup, for ketchup, no. For ketchup? Mustard, maybe. <laughs> but ketchup? Kenny, as a, as a, as a foreplay, has stripped on naked and poured Chef Boyardee all over and said, hey, it's time for lunch. I opened the front of my underpants, let it drip down in the uh, swimsuit oh, area. What's oh, up, you God. want one, uh, Get one, out the uh, Parmesan cheese. That. Now we got this far without and, that. And then, and then the oh, cheese this balls. This has been a great show. Then this I has been a great show. cheese balls all over. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, this might have something to do with the couple, though. Uh, from now on, I got to preview whatever you're going to do, no, so he doesn't open his mouth. I'm sorry, uh, we don't preview our news stories. That's true. Is, uh, we claim integrity. Uh, yes, thank you. Uh, the couple might be a little weird. Uh, they've been in trouble with the law before. In April, the woman was busted after allegedly, uh, well, slapping Wegman with an open hand as they argued. During that fight, cops noted the couple took turns writing on their bed. And carving their names onto the bedpost. Oh, they're uh, yeah. They got some issues. Yeah, She's in the no-go zone, and so is he. Yeah, they're yeah. both yeah. right. And a massive blob showing up Tuesday night on the National Weather Service's radar in San Diego County was a bunch of ladybugs. Oh, Joe Dandre, a meteorologist for the NWS San Diego, said from the radar the ladybug bloom appeared to be about 80 miles by 80 miles. Wow. The, Ladybugs aren't all concentrated mass in that size. I love ladybugs. They're spread throughout the sky. They stink. Ladybugs? They stink. Fly away home. Your house is on fire and the kids are all alone. They stink? They're evil. I mean, when you you kill them, if you squish them, they have a a, I never squish them. I I like them. I let them go. I put them outside. Why? Well, what's your... I don't harm any of God's creatures. Ah. What happens if you declaw them? (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> they walk around this like story this. reminds me of the story we get every year here with the mayfly hatch, and you can yep. always see it on radar. I want you to think about something, Kenny. Okay. You have fingertips, but you don't have toe tips, but you can stand on your tiptoes. Good night, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Mine's I love coming up with stuff that just quiets them. You See, have he's quiet. No, you have fingertips, but you don't have toe tips, but you stand on your tiptoes. Wow. Dude. Pretty good, huh? Wow. Are you done, Kenny? Kenny's done for the day. I'm frightened. <laughs> I'm getting under the table. <laughs> Just the tip? Can't you text me? Don't ring that bell. Who rang that bell? 
Get the music readers. Yeah, uh, yeah. Let's the ladybugs the are mating and migrating from hey, Sierra Nevada. Get to any RF Molar Jeweler store between now and June 29th and get $50 off your watch repairs. And those watches are uh, keepsakes. you got to keep them tuned up like a F1 race car for Monaco. Well, get to garagelogic.com and see the latest Greg Holcomb creation. It's wonderful. It is on the garagelogic.com webpage. It's set in the future. Features, drop-down button. You'll find the GL Comics section right next to Author's Corner. Yeah, I gotta which, get a new book up there. Yeah, what are you gonna get? I'm done with rules of civility. All right. Yeah. Well, if you want to see what Joe has read in the past, Author's Corner, right down on the featured icon, the button. It's a drop down, super easy to find. And if you want to listen to a podcast that you've missed, that cheap camp never sent me his latest book. I'm gonna actually have to buy it. We'll call him. We'll, we'll send him an email. You want to be a sponsor? Send us an email. Rookie at garagelogic.com. GLJoe at garagelogic.com. This is Garage Logic podcast version. We'll catch you next time.